Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip and commentary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cocaine Cowboys, The Deadly Rise of Ireland's Drug Lords, the live show is on sale now. We're on the road on February 10th at the Lime Tree Theatre in Limerick, February 15th in Cork's Everyman Theatre, and on Sunday 18th, we're back at Dublin's Three Olympia. April takes us to Galway's Town Hall Theatre, Killarney's INEC, and Belfast's Waterfront Studios. Check mcd.ie or venue for ticket sales. In the high court, the cab hearings have been heard. He'd been named, obviously, as the second in command of the Burn Organised Crime Group. But despite all of that, and despite the fact that Bomber Kavanaugh's brother-in-law had gone to prison and it was, he was clearly under investigation, again, he was one of these guys who, like the old mafia figures in the US, who seemed to be able to exist in two worlds at the same time. I'm Nicola Talent. And you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Notorious Kinnahan cartel gangster Liam Byrne has been extradited to England, where he's now in custody facing serious firearms charges. The Crumlin crime lord, who has spent decades at the very head of an organised crime group operating as a franchise for the mob, is known as a violent bully with a quick temper. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about Byrne, his background and the charges which could see him locked up for a long time in the UK. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Never ask, are we being recorded right. in a studio? Because yes, you are. And the microphones are always okay. on. So you have to be very careful what you're speaking about. Well, you know me. Do you know like when we're in here on our own and yeah. we start talking shite, can I say? Because we do talk you a can. serious you amount can. of shite. Yeah. Um, and I always forget. And then I realise it's blasting out all over the second floor. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it is a big concern. <laughs> it's yeah. some of the stuff you say. Am I allowed <laughs> to speak about your... <laughs> Brush with the law, no? <laughs> Am I? 
listen, I'll have to go down and pay for that. Well, you know, the crime, it was, <laughs> we obviously speak a lot about crime, you may have noticed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were, I was a witness to <laughs> a severe criminal act this just today when a certain in, a certain uh, high profile uh, reporting lady who cannot be named for legal reasons <laughs> walked out of a shop without paying for a coffee. Yeah, I was so distracted. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you pay for that coffee anyway? You just go back and say, I didn't. Uh, where, where do you pay for it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How many times have you done it? I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is super value in Talbot Street and I'm coming back to pay for it. Yeah. One of the I most. I didn't mean to do it. A further uh, outbreak of the crime wave of Talbot Street. I know. We are friends, us and super value in Talbot Street sure. and all the rest of it. But they have a machine at the door. Yeah. And like, are you supposed to make your coffee and then go and queue and pay yeah, for it? Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. That would have annoyed me even, anyway. Even very famous uh, <laughs> like yourself have to pay for their coffee. It's the first time I've ever done that. Yeah. I'm just going to say I usually go to the counter, but there was nobody at the counter. Um, So a much more notorious criminal than me. <laughs> <laughs> well... Is for the moment, anyway. For the moment, is Liam. Imagine I was on crime. <laughs> what do we would be a good you know this a high, woman. It would do well. It would be a highly woman, rated, wouldn't it? Um, anyway, Liam Byrne doesn't look the happiest in these photographs, no. you know. So he's been extradited back to the UK. He's yeah. lost his case completely in Spain and he's back in cold old Britain. He's yeah, he's back in cold Britain, confirmed, I suppose, really yesterday that he's gonna face uh he's gonna face trial. Um, where if he was found guilty, he would almost definitely serve a lengthy prison sentence. I mean, I think there's no doubt about that. And if you look at it, it's actually two decades since he was in that position. Um, he Obviously, he's been through cab proceedings, all those sort of civil proceedings and, you know, various other matters. But it's actually two decades since he's been before court in that manner. And in custody. Well, he was in custody, obviously, in Spain, yeah. pending this. But yeah, it's... it's but for, I mean, for this case, yeah, it's the yeah. first time in, in custody in 20 years. Well, he was in... Yeah, it is. Uh, he, he he obviously served uh, a lengthy prison sentence. I think it was four years for an assault on uh, a former footballer uh, following a sort of row. And the, the case was actually quite dramatic at the time where you heard the level of witness intimidation that mm-hmm. occurred and uh, attempts, there was allegations of attempts to pay people off. And really since then, Lean Byrne has lived a charmed life. Hasn't he just? I mean, if you look yeah. at it, uh, obviously the terrible tragedy in terms of his br- losing his brother to violence, but on a personal level, uh, he spent 20 years um during that time, nearly every one of his closest associates uh, have ended up in prison. Uh, some of them have ended up dead. Nearly all of his rivals have ended up in prison or dead. All of the people that were on the other side of the Crumlin Drimna feud nearly ended up, came to a, a came to a bad end. His cousins like Liam Brannigan, Fafredi Thompson, they all mm. were constantly, uh, or have ended up in prison and he managed to avoid it. Mm. And charmed lifestyle indeed, because of course his home in Rally Square, which was seized by the Criminal Assets Bureau, and when is that going up for sale? But anyway, that 
house was, you know, refurbished to the tune of 750,000. Uh, he had his own personal bar, his, you know, there was a jacuzzi, there was a playground on the roof of it, etc. The family enjoyed holidays in Mallorca, in Calador region, which is a very sort of exclusive part of Mallorca, where um, Bomber Kavna had a house and where the Burns holidayed. Um, I'm not sure of the ownership of the house they holidayed in, but no doubt it's under investigation as well. Um, holidayed there. They were forever going to Cancun in Mexico, which is another favourite place of theirs. You know, up to a month they'd spend there. Um, Jet setting around the world, first class, uh, always driving the absolute best of the best of vehicles and basically moving from with mansion to mansion. And obviously his, the death of his brother has been very traumatic for him. And he was there the day David Byrne was shot dead. And I think he walked past his body in the lobby of that hotel because he was photographed just outside um, very shortly after it. Of course, the two brothers, David Byrne, when he was alive, and Liam spent a lot of time in Spain on the Costa del Sol in the heyday of that yeah. area for the Irish with their father, James Jaws Byrne. Um, and really, until things went wrong after 2016, they were hanging out with Conor McGregor. They were jet-setting off to Vegas whenever they wanted. They yeah. were in... I mean, I think Liam Byrne, and even up until very recently, seemed to attend every uh, Liverpool away Champions League match, for example. Mm. Uh, he would have, and he was regularly pictured through social media at these matches. Um, so he lived a kind of a funny life, didn't he? I mean, even up until recently, he was in a video with uh, Stephen Gerrard. Mm. Um, he obviously uh, moved in other circles. In Explain in, that for anybody who didn't see that. I mean, it was, it was, there was certainly one video where um, he, Liam Byrne and Stephen Jarrod were obviously out for a night and um, Liam Byrne obviously shot a video for some, a, a man, I think a man of no involvement in crime. Um, he shot a video of him and Stephen Jarrod ba basically wishing him well. Uh, but I mean, at this point, he, he, the fact he was a criminal was a well-established fact uh, in the high court. The cab hearings had been heard. He'd been named, obviously, as the basically the the, the second in command of the Burn Organised Crime Group. But despite all of that, and despite um, the fact that Bomber Kavanaugh's brother-in-law had gone to, to prison, and it was he was clearly under investigation, uh, Stephen Jarrod was still hanging out with him. Mm. Um, obviously, the, the their kids were friends. I think the kids are in a, in a relationship. Yeah. So. But he was living again. He was one of these guys who, who like the old mafia figures in the US, who seemed to be able to exist in two worlds at the same time. Mm. Um, where you know they 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 can exist in that underworld where they had a very very feared reputation, not just in Ireland but in the UK. But they also seemed to be able to to move in these circles, and you you'd see um, them in the best of places in the UK, race meetings, and obviously then ultimately in Dubai as well. Mm. Um, Liam Byrne is a bully. Yeah. I mean, he's notoriously a bully. He takes what he wants, even if it's not his to take. He has been known to be very violent, to lose his temper. The day the Criminal Assets Bureau took a um, saw to the door, to the mm. bullet-resistant door of his house, he was incensed with anger 
And, um, you know, a number of people had said to me that he was actually almost foaming at the mouth. Yeah. He was so angry as they went, picked through his things because they were his things and he had earned them. Yeah. Um, you know, what they found there that day was, you know, diamonds, watches, a betting slip, I think, showing that one wager alone was 40,000. Yeah. Uh, a collection of shoes in his son's bedroom, which was just yeah. mind boggling. Um, and a lot of football memorabilia he had hanging up in his house. He at one point had a car business, which was described as basically a money washing s- scam for the Kinahan organization. Um, but apart from that, he's never had a job in his life. No, and he did earn a uh even as a young sort of teenager, he had that reputation because he's not a big guy. He's a small little fella, uh, really. Um, but he had a reputation of being a bully, of being somebody who used threats of violence very quickly and very easily. And of course, from a young teenager, he had those connections that were able to give him that backup that enabled him to act like that. And he really traded on that. I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, him in itself that earned that. I mean, that was coming on the back of the fact that people like Bomber Kavanaugh were there in the background. I mean, even in the early 90s, Bomber was a very feared figure in the Dublin uh, underworld um, had had a very rapid rise using the same sort of tactics of, you know, really instilling fear in people. So Liam Byrne was a bully and he learned to be a bully as a teenager where he could he could threaten people knowing that he had all of these things behind him. Um, in later times, as it all started to gradually unravel, and I think it probably did unravel, unravel gradually, didn't it, as even in Ireland, their operation as more and more people kind of ended up in prison. A lot of them to do with those those plots to kill members of the Hutch clan. Um, that he, even then, he was con- persisting with his bullying. And I think you wrote about how he was still being, uh, basically collecting debts or being used to, to phone people up and make those threats and mm. uh, try and earn money in that way. I don't think he was being used to do that. I think he was doing it very willingly yeah. and uh, but or even own, sorry, yeah, even yeah. taking on people, other people's debts, yeah. and and using his 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 reputation to or maybe other people's names were put forward as yeah. we know the debt as opposed to his because yeah. of course he knew that um, at that point in the UK, Bomber Kavanaugh was under investigation in the proceeds of crime case. Yeah. And that will come to court actually soon. I must check up on that because um, they will demand money from him to pay that. And if he doesn't pay it, he'll get even extra time in prison. But yeah, Liam Byrne was, had made a phone call and at one point said to a businessman, I'm Liam Byrne. Do you know who I fucking am? Google yeah. me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but another aspect of him, which I always thought was interesting because he is one of those uh, sort of peculiar people you know, that, that, that are so violent yeah, and yet is such a family man. Yeah. He is, he is a staunch family man and, and the Byrne family yeah. are very close, tight knit. Yeah. Sadie's his mother, Jaws, James Jaws Byrne is his father. They lived around the corner from him. He never moved away from his, not only his neighborhood, but his actual road and opposite them lived Sean McGovern and his brother David Byrne before he passed away. His sister lived around the corner. Yeah. Um, 
he himself has been in a relationship with Simone McEnroe for years. Yeah. They not only have a boy who's now in his 20s, but they have a younger children as well. So they kind of had two families nearly together. Yeah. And they are very together. You never hear of Liam Byrne being um, sort of accused of being a womanizer or being a big drinker or anything. No, He's I mean, a family man who's actually, I don't believe he drinks. Yeah, no, I think there's, that's always said about him, as it mm. is said about a few gangland figures, actually, yeah. but that they're, that he was very clean living. And there's obviously a whole other swathe of people involved in that world that are heavy cocaine users mm. and, and wild partying types. But Lean Byrne doesn't seem to have been that. Um, he's more of a, a sort of a... Uh, he was clearly very focused on the the financial aspect of it where you have other people blowing their money and mm. um, I think that tight-knit uh, family structure is what's needed for these guys um, and that allowed them uh, probably to to survive longer to be to have that those people around that could be trusted and like I mean I say that about the family being a family mm. man but mm. a, a lot of members of his family mm. are Notorious criminals. Yeah. I mean, like David Byrne himself, who was killed, um, of course, didn't have a lot of convictions at all. Uh, but he was a very uh, significant player in that organization as well. And somebody who worked very closely with his brother in that business. Um, obviously, he was never convicted of these offenses. But, you know, they had, uh, see, they amassed a huge amount of wealth, didn't mm. they? Uh, in in probably between that 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 over a 10-year period up until 2016 or whatever, maybe slightly shorter, um, they they really became the absolute dominant force, certainly in in Dublin. Um, along with Bomber Kavanagh, like that kind of, those areas of West Dublin and South Dublin in particular, um, you know, we probably even didn't write so much about it, but places like Tala, they had a number of these kind of client drug dealers um, who were who they were wholesaling to, and there really was nobody else, uh, mm. largely, who could compete with them. Well, maybe they kept them at bay because yeah. they they definitely were just so notoriously violent. I mean, there was a period of time there that um, journalists were being told not to go anywhere near yeah. the area of Crumlin, where yeah. they were, which was their their fortress. You know. Anyway, we're talking about him because he's back in the UK and he's going to be before the court, so he's in custody, and he will remain, I imagine, in custody until this case comes before the Old Bailey. Well, it's he's due into the Old Bailey on the 8th of January. Um, that would probably just be... Yeah, probably it won't be a full hearing at that no, point, no. you wouldn't think. They might put the charges to him if they haven't yeah. already. Maybe yeah. they put the charges to him. I think they, they have to put it actually to get the extradition, don't they? But they probably put them formally in a court setting. Put them formally setting. in a yeah. court setting, yeah. yeah. So, um, 43 years of age and the, re what, the charges he's facing because the, these are kind of, um, you know, if you were a gloater, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might think they got their comeuppance this yeah. crowd out yeah. of what happened here, but um, the charges he's facing are around firearms. Yeah. Well, like it's kind of it's a very complicated story, isn't it? Like it's a it is a bizarre one, uh, and of course we haven't heard the full details of it because mm. it's not gone to full hearing. But I mean, the summary of what we know so far could basically. Uh, be categorized as Bomber Kavanagh is currently serving 21 year sentences and on a guilty plea on a guilty plea for for drug trafficking Get that, offenses, don't you? Yeah, yeah, which is a huge sentence Massive. and shows what Leanburn could face um, but as part of his his dealings with the with the the, the UK 
government, um, he seems to have offered up some firearms mm -hmm. um, that he had access to. Um, and maybe, as we probably spoke about before, in a typical kind of gangland way, there's always the mentality, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. There's always a deal to be done and, you know, everybody can sort of be a winner. And he basically offered up these weapons and said he could arrange for them to be found or something along those lines uh, through his associates, uh, including, it is alleged, Liam Byrne. And uh, instead, the, the UK cops seem to have said, yeah, okay, that sounds interesting. Um, got the weapons and then charged them with the possession of the weapons, basically. And Liam Byrne is, uh, some of the evidence against him seems to involve EncroChat hacks uh, into, you know, his knowledge of these weapons or this general conspiracy. Mm -hmm. um, and that seems to be the broad thrust of it, that he, they, they're going to link him to what they say are EncroChat messages showing he's, he has knowledge and a degree of control over the movement of these weapons. I had a good look back over the Bomber Kavanaugh stuff that mm -hmm. I did last night. In actual fact, we might put up the fall of Bomber Kavanaugh over the Christmas yep. as a repost because it was a really good insight into yep. him and where he'd come from. But um, so it was 2017, January of 2017, mm. that the weapons were found in Dublin, belonging to Bomber Kavanagh's outfit. Belonged to Bomber Kavanagh's outfit. And one of the people obviously who would eventually uh, go to prison for that was a guy called Jonathan Harding, who really was Liam Burns' uh, kind of number two. Yeah. It was really Liam Burns' gopher as I was described to me. Um, and we had a story back in 2010 when uh, Jonathan Harding was arrested after a rocket launcher was imported from from Spain. I yeah. don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, we, we, he think he, Jonathan Harding, earned the moniker Rocket Man yes. as a result. But even then, that was all meant to be have been arranged by Liam Byrne. Mm. And then seven years later, Jonathan Harding was subsequently done for the Green Oak and that probably uh, weapons find, which is I don't even want to attempt to name all the weapons, but it was a no, staggering it was, amount. it was huge. It was more than twenty um, weapons. Some of them semi-automatic weapons. It was in the you know right in the height of the Kinnahan Hutch feud, and the weapons were described as being primed and ready for use on the streets of Dublin. Yeah. Um, now, when the Guardi raided Green Oak and they arrested Mr. Nobody and Jonathan Harding and various other people like that, they found a bill of ladling, which was basically the transport, a, a transport document. And that document was given to the NCA in the UK, who then began to investigate Bomber Kavanagh and yep. what he was doing. And they discovered that they basically discovered this setup that he was importing drugs across Europe using this modified machinery. Yeah. And then he was transporting the cash back out to pay for them. He had set up these sort of fake companies in these warehousing and was running hundreds of thousands of, of uh, cocaine in yeah. all the time, right? But when they looked back in this company, so they actually basically conducted a sting in Dover yeah. and they caught... Um, the gang, yeah. with the drugs. They raided these warehouses and they were able to then go backwards and see how many of these same sort of supply routes had been used. Um, they were able to see when that warehouse was rented. I found it extraordinary because 
it was all got underway literally weeks after David Byrne was murdered. Yeah. So Bomber Kavanaugh was back in business yeah. while grieving, yeah. you know, and while coming together with Daniel Kinahan for retribution of that murder. But um, so he, as the investigation continued in, with the NCA after the Dover bust, they arrested some of his underlings, yeah. but they didn't arrest Bomber. Yeah. And Bomber was always very careful on the phones and all the rest of it. And he reckoned he was step away and he wasn't going to get done for it. Yeah. So the, the, the sort of underlings are, are obviously going to be charged. This file sent to the state prosecutors. Bomber reckons he's home and dry until yeah. they arrest him and they put to him questions yeah. and he realizes shit yeah. they have me too yeah and it's at that point around the 2020 mark hmm. um that you see the seizure of the weapons up in Newry. Yeah. So it's at that point when he realizes he's probably headed for jail too. He starts to try and scramble in, yeah, in mean, efforts it's, to it's, negate and fight, the sentence. Yeah, his fight becomes not that I'm not I'm not gonna be guilty, but that I'm he's trying to downplay it. Downplay know, it, yeah. It wasn't you know, they reckon if they they hand up these weapons, yeah. if he hands up these weapons, they'll go easier on him. Yeah, and he pleads guilty to a limited amount of drug trafficking yeah. rather than this kind of broader, you know, huge drug trafficking. He, yeah, he, well, he fought he fought a lot against that as well through yeah. the courts about how much how guilty he was going to be. Yeah. Uh, held a kind of a Newton hearing thing it was called, which was a trial within a trial. Um, so anyway, in the middle of this plot mm. on EncroChat phones is. Uh, uh, the NCA will say Liam Byrne yeah. and Bomber's son, Jack Kavanagh, who's yeah. still fighting extradition from Spain, but who is probably likely to be returned in the same way Liam Byrne yeah. has to the, to England. Um, another part of the forest, Padder Keating, who would be Bomber Kavanagh's number two here in Ireland, who's currently serving a 10-year jail term for directing a criminal organisation. He was accused of directing a plot to kill James Mago Gately. He's wanted too as yeah. part of the conspiracy. So he must have been up on an EncroChat phone or he must have been uh, some way linked to those guns in Newry as well because the Irish courts are going to hand him over to the UK. They are and he's been obviously charged in the UK. So yeah. he's not been charged in Ireland for his role in this plot. So mm. we can, one can presume it has to be EncroChat. interesting to see if it's an EncroChat phone because of course... <laughs> we were told that no Irish criminals were using EncroChat phones and that's why the Gardaí didn't do anything with the EncroChat information. Yeah, it, well, look, Liam Byrne is Irish and he seems to be on EncroChat anyway. Exactly, even though he's, he's based in the UK. So that's Liam, 43, first Christmas behind bars for a, a, a long time. Yeah. Um, first time presumably as a father behind bars Yeah. Um, for Christmas. And he was escorted back to the UK by a team of officers from the NCA's Joint International Crime Centre um, this week on the 12th of December. And he appeared at Westminster's Magistrate Court where he was remanded into custody. So obviously the next um, step will be... Well, the next stage, I mean, he, he tends to come forward for, you know, it'd probably be a, a very brief hearing about... They you present know, a book of evidence to him? Presumably something yeah. along those lines. But I mean, these things, they seem to move quicker in the UK, don't they? They do, definitely. They I go mean, through it, the courts much more efficiently. Yeah, I mean, some, a case like that in Ireland, you'd be looking at sort of a year and a half or Jeez, something yeah. like that. So and Look at the North. Yeah. Four years before yeah, you get ever... Exactly. So he, he'll come before then. But we've seen of that crew, if you want... Um, People like Lee Cullen, I think, got 21 years for yeah. sort of weapons offences. Then, obviously, Bomber, 21 years. So there's very hefty sentences there for, for organised crime offences in the UK. Obviously, he's 
imagine he's going to plead not guilty. Yeah, um, he was arrested. Of course, he was even the last kind of more recent past. He was living in Dubai. Yeah. Um, because I think he got wind that the NCA were after him or they were yeah. investigating him. So he moved to Dubai thinking he was safe, but so arrogant and so whatever that he he traveled back to Mallorca yeah. for a holiday last June uh, to see his family. Yeah. Um, the Certainly the extended Byrne Kavanaugh families uh, and Mr. Nobody and various others always holidayed there in Mallorca yeah. over the summer in a particular month. Perhaps that was June. Um, and he was eating with his family in a restaurant in Alcudia when he was arrested and put into custody. So yeah, that I wasn't mean, there a great was a, idea to come back. No, there was obviously was a warrant out from the UK. But, you know, what we were hearing at the time was that he he seemed to believe that, there wa- that he wasn't a wanted man and, mm. you know, seemed to have been on the lookout for this uh, European arrest warrant. But obviously it's slightly different from the UK. Uh, whether that's arrogance or, or um, he seems to have flown in a kind of indirect way. I'm not sure if there was discussion about a passport at the time. Um, but... Um, yeah, he he was arrested, and that he has been in prison ever since, or in a sort of remand prison in 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 Spain. Looked quite tanned coming back, mm. but he probably won't see much sun now for a good that while. Time. You'd wonder what relations are like between the Byrne Kavanagh crew and the Kinnahans. I mean, the Byrne Kavanagh crew have been destroyed yeah. since the Regency Hotel and since the crackdown on the yeah. wider organisation. Their overlords in the Kinahan organization are still free in Dubai. It must bring in a little bit of a sense of uh, jealousy or abandonment or something like that. Well, when you're looking back on on that time of 2017, like they were working very much hand in hand, weren't they at that stage? They were kind of like the Kavanagh Burns, we'd say, were kind of the Dublin, sorry, the Ireland, UK um Franchise franchises or cell yeah. structures of the Kinahan organization. But I mean, Daniel and and Bomber at that stage really were sharing resources, guns, yeah. men, whatever. Um, and but it, the Burn organized crime group came out of it way worse, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, they did. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, certainly the, the most senior figures like Patrick Keating, uh, Declan Brady, Mister Nobody, and all of those associated with them are all behind bars. And that's because they were based here and based in the UK. You know, the Kinnahans yeah. moved outside the arm of the law to Dubai to the Emirates, where they got refuge, basically. But if you look at the core. Irish guys who remained personally loyal to Daniel and people mm. like Ross Browning, Gary Finnegan, Barry Finnegan, people like that that, mm. that we've named over and over again. I mean, very few of them have ended touched, up yeah. have ended up in prison. Where even people like we were speaking about, Liam Brannigan and Dean yeah. Howe, who of course had it because they were working hand in hand, were interconnected with the uh, with Daniel Kinnan, but they were all originally burn mm. burn men, really, weren't they? I mm-hmm. mean, they're, they're cousins, cousins and, yeah, and all of that. So, I mean, certainly the the core group around Daniel, a lot of them, which were from the North Inner City, um. They're not, they, they aren't serving the same prison sentences. And we always heard there's a big a level of personal animosity between Liam Byrne and Daniel Kinnan at this stage in particular. Mm. Um, Bomber Kavanagh and Christie Sr. obviously seem to have had a v- very long-term uh, association way back to the 90s. But certainly after the, uh, after the Regency, while they worked together and were hand in hand at some point, that certainly has come to an end, I think, mm. at this stage. Yeah, those NCA investigations seem to be very thorough. And of course, they are making huge use of the EncroChat information over the past yeah. couple of years. 
Pity we couldn't have followed them a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, I'm going to stop talking about that. Well, you can talk about it. Yeah. Is it because that's New Year's uh, resolution? N- no, I have other New Year's <laughs> resolutions, but I'm not going to share them with no, you. No, pay for your coffee. Ever, like. Pay for your coffee anyway. Will Listen, be one I'm going to go down and pay for that coffee now in Super Value, or I'll go in tomorrow. Okay. I promise you, Super Value, I didn't mean it's to not. do that. It could be getting CCTV in I've the front of the I've admitted it. I put my hands up. There has to be mitigating <laughs> circumstances with that. You'll get a bit of, yeah, you'll get a bit of a... Uh, all for good behaviour, mate. Yeah. Be followed around shops from here on in. <laughs> yeah. Right, thanks. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.